The Cuyahoga County Board of Health is refusing to provide vital information to the public again. Ohio's Secretary of State is going to purge more than 100,000 voters from the rolls unless they take action, like voting in the presidential election. And reporter Evan McDonald takes a deep dive into why we Americans who have so much in common with each other are so angry with each other. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Monday, the final day of August the 31st. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. The Cuyahoga County Board of Health is going for secrecy again. It disclosed Friday that at least eight suburban school districts have cases of the coronavirus, but it refuses to say which ones. That fallback position of Health Director Terry Allen since the beginning of the pandemic has been for secrecy, and only because of repeated criticism by others, including Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer, has the board been dragged partway into the sunlight. The startling part of the latest bout of secrecy is it came one day after Governor Mike DeWine announced that all schools with cases must publicly disclose them and notify the county health department so the state can keep a running, publicly available list. Allen seems not to have received that memo. All of the Cuyahoga school cases involve sports activities. We're talking about 19 students and four faculty members. He's either hell-bent on booting people off the voter rolls or ingeniously trying to get people to vote in November. Ohio's Secretary of State Frank LaRose has published an online list of nearly 116,000 voter registrations that will be purged in December unless the voters take action to take their names off that list. The process is part of the state's regular maintenance of its voter rolls, through which the Secretary of State's office removes registrations for voters presumed to have moved or died. Voters who find their names on the list can take themselves off by performing some type of voting-related activity, like voting in the presidential race. Why is America more polarized than ever? As we promised a week ago, we took a look at the root of our strong distaste for people of opposing political views. Reporter Evan McDonald reports that election cycles always put a spotlight on partisan divides. And President Donald Trump is a uniquely polarizing figure in the history of U.S. politics. But polls indicate that polarization started to set in long before Trump's ascendance. Animosity between Democrats and Republicans has been festering for decades, driven by a growing ideological divide between the parties and amplified by social media and cable news TV channels. It infiltrates our choice of clothing and house decor, our shopping habits, and where we live. Check out Evan's illuminating story on Cleveland.com. Is it okay for daycare centers to host students for remote learning when schools are closed? How does that not defeat the whole purpose of remote learning? Cleveland.com's Emily Bamforth has the answer, and it's a big, it depends. It depends on how much space the centers have to spread children out and how many adults are present per child. Parents looking to place their school-aged children in daycare really should check the places out to make sure they can handle it with low risk. 
And they might want to check out Emily's story that lays out all the things you should be looking for. Roughly 60 people marched to Cleveland Mayor Frank Jackson's home Saturday morning to demand that he fire Officer Jose Garcia, who fatally shot 22-year-old Desmond Franklin. The protest came days after Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost's office announced that it would review the case, acting as the special prosecutor in the April 9th shooting that killed Franklin. Garcia was off duty when he killed Franklin, and nearly five months later, we still don't have definitive answers about why. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. We will be back with another news roundup on Tuesday.